This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening to the Wednesday week. This is not Dan Fudge, this is Dan Fudge's PT and he's currently stuck under a 100 kilogram bench press. That's why he's not here and that's why it's me doing it tonight. Um, so yeah, I'll be hosting. Um, we've got John, Blair and Steve with Stevie's like that one. I've been thinking about that one all day. He'll love that one if he listens to it. Um, we've got to edit it and put it out to him. <laughs> it, it, it it'll have to stay in. It'll have to stay in. So, seven days ago, it was all quite positive in the world of Sheffield Wednesday. We just played Sunderland. Um, obviously, with what happened last season, it was nice to get one over on them, albeit not in a game as important as the one that they beat us in. Um, your, your lad did all right, Steve, Liam Palmer. It was start of what's been quite a good run for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it down in history as being the, the week of Palmer. Um, he's, he's been class for, for, for a while now, hasn't he? But, um, yeah, it, it seems a lifetime ago now, doesn't it? But um, I thought it was a strong performance. I, you know, if you look at the stats from the Sunderland game, um, I was surprised at how much possession they actually had. Um, it didn't feel like that watching it on the on, on the evening. I thought we were, we were fairly comfortable um, throughout. Um, we, we, we've bossed it in terms of shots on target. We've bossed it in terms of um, shots on goal even. Um, but to see that they'd had basically two-thirds of possession was a bit of a surprise uh, when you looked at it after the fact. I, I thought we were comfortable from, from minute one. Um, never really felt like we were under any sort of real threat. And I think that was a credit given the, the, the team selection as well. Um, a lot of changes, Dawson coming in, uh, I owe for being given a chance again, first chance for, for James and even Jaden Brown getting getting a, a, a run out was, um, it was nice to see that that team that we put out um, dominated a team that have gone up and uh, holding their own in the championship um, in the way that they did. Yeah, and the one player that stood out especially that, came into the side. John, what do you think of Dennis Adenian? Quite obviously the, the goal and just more than that as well. Great to see him back, Ben. Um, obviously, he had his injury problems uh, as they had, as a lot of players have the, over the last few seasons down at Wednesday. But uh, it was great to see him back. He's a very likeable uh, fella. Got a, got a Hollywood smile, hasn't he? Every time he smiles, he lights up a, lights up a room. Um, it was... Had an outstanding game for us, didn't he? In that Sunderland game, uh, he was absolutely everywhere, wasn't he? And uh, a tremendous goal off his uh, weaker foot, I believe. And then the second, the, the assist, the cross that he put in for uh, for Sulaso, wasn't it? The second one that was uh, that was Beckham esque. That he just looked up, bang, killed it, and turned to right of the back stick, and a lovely finish from So. So tremendous game for Adenaran, and I think it's. Um, I think it's, I'm glad to see him by. It offers more genuine competition in that midfield uh, midfield three, which uh, obviously gives um, gives more a headache uh, from week to week. But uh, yeah, thought he had an outstanding game and great to see him by. Yeah, and albeit he was then, I think must have been injured for the Charlton game, so he wasn't even on the bench player. But do you think 
next few weeks, he could be trying to force his way into that midfield. We've seen more change it quite a bit the last couple of games. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it? Because you've got, you know, um, Bakinson's come on and played well, hasn't he? He's, he's changed games. He's affected games. Uh, Byers has been just finding his form, albeit he gets whipped off against you know, Peterborough for, for different reasons, but th- th- there's some genuine competition there. And uh, and I think you've seen that in, in in regards to how we sort of managed Barry Bannon this season early doors as well. He, I mean, I remember Bannon never got subbed off, even at 88 minutes, 90 minutes, and still be there unless you were carrying a knock or you were, you know, trying to protect him. But, you know, I'm seeing him come off on 75 minutes now. He's not also been, so far, not always been his influential best uh uh, this season, I'm not saying he's been poor by any stretch, but you know he's not dominated games like he has uh, at various parts last season. And I think that's in large part to the extra quality brought in, um, and also coming back from injury that, that we've got in that midfield three now. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how more rotates that, um, how he manages that, because he does get a bit of stick sometimes for his squad rotation, rightly or wrongly. So, um, but. I think that because he's got, you know, six places and only three up for grabs, isn't he? He's trying to keep, gen- and there's genuine competition for places there. So it's not really a favourite. So a tinker man, as has been labelled, I think it's just trying to fit them all in and and, uh, yeah. and systems and tactics that he feels will, will suit as best for the opposition. Yeah. And obviously beating Sunderland centres through to the next round, Blair against Rochdale. Yeah, not the most exciting the ties at Hillsborough, but it's it's a chance to get a bit further. Yeah, I mean that's what I saw. You can you can play that second string again, and that should comfortably comfortably beat Watchdale. And we always think about that back to the Arsenal game, which is so long ago now. And if we can get anything like that again, maybe it could kickstart the season into like the, that next gear. So let's hope that. I just really want to play Liverpool for some reason. <laughs> what? I want to see Klopp at Hillsborough. I, I, want my, I want my Man United at the moment at Hillsborough. <laughs> we could put them out. At the we, don't, we want to get eliminated, really, at some point. So at least we get knocked out by Liverpool. Well, Liverpool knocked us out. It'd be all right. We better get knocked out by like Cambridge or something in third round. They might not be in it. I don't know. Right, we'll move on. That's League <laughs> Cup out of way. None of us are that bothered about that when we'll move out to Charlton. Um, first half, Stevie. We'll, we'll talk about other supporters quite a bit, I think, on this podcast. Do we expect too much booze booze at half time from from some of the crowd and not the best performance, but not the worst either. No, absolutely not. Um I'm 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 not a happy clapper and I'm not a flag wear, uh, waver. Um and I'll I'll call what I see, but I I, I was astounded at the booze at half time. I, I absolutely did not understand it. Um, I don't know what people want. At the end of the day, Sheffield Wednesday are a League One football club. We're playing in League One against League One teams. Um, I'll, I'll say it and I'll probably get called out for it. I actually thought Charlton were at least two, three times better than they were last year. Um, yeah. the, the, the guy that's gone in there and has, has turned things around a little bit has, has, has done a stellar job. Um, they got the ball down. They, they look principled. They look disciplined. Um, they ran the nuts off. Um, I thought we... we we look steady first half. Um, the fact that we didn't score a goal, I think it's it's testament to us that throughout the game, um, we, we've held his nerve a little bit. They're, obviously, they've had one or two chances. Palmer's not one off the line again, anti after the the sort of the back pass mishap. Um, but no, I, I I thought they were decent. I you know I think we've set up and, and, and we look steady. Uh, we've we've created chances. Uh, Hennigan's had one that he's had a wide. Uh, we've had the Bannon flick on. Um, that, that, that didn't get anything. Um, we've had a couple of opportunities where one or two have pulled shots wide um, and the ball's been recycled to the edge of the area. We've had a couple of speculative errors, uh, efforts, sorry. Um, but I never felt at any point that we weren't going to at least get a point from the game. Um, and I thought, you know, it, it, we, we were value for it um, overall over the 90. I know you've asked about the first half. Over, over the 90, I'd... I don't think they've got any arguments or complaints about the fact that, that we've won the game. I thought it was it was workmanlike, it was disciplined. It was a kind of game that to get out of League One, you've got to grind out a result. And that's that, that's exactly what we did. Um, I don't think necessarily that there was anybody on the pitch on Saturday that was awful. There were the, the you know, there was no standout player as being terrible. Um, but people were 
will want to find scapegoats and, and and have a bit of a dig sort of thing. But I, I couldn't find one. I thought people were the, the the eleven players that were on the pitch were steady. Yeah, the the only one I thought that, and you mentioned him a bit before, Steve, Ben Ennigan, and he had a great game against Peterborough. Come on to that, but I just thought it was the the back pass that you've already mentioned. What do you think, John? Yeah, it wasn't one of his. Um... Stronger games, considering the week before I was in the League One team of the week, and then as you mentioned, uh, the next game after this this game, he, he's played well. So he's obviously just having a bit of consistency issues, isn't it? I always think he's um, a good player to to defend some you know the aerial balls into the box. Uh, obviously with his height and everything, uh, it does worry me about his distribution when he's trying to pass it out from the back, but. That's a worry I have with a lot of our players because they sometimes just look uncomfortable doing that. But more and the training staff really want them to to play that way. So it always there's always a heart in your your mouth moment, isn't there? In, um, in the way that we play out from the back, and um, you know, and it nearly cost us, didn't they, on that in the Charlton game? But uh, but for LP two coming in there and uh, getting his body on the line. Uh, would have been a goal down there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Hennigan, um, and especially as you'll probably come on to later in, in the podcast and all with more competition coming in as well, um, it looks like, um, if, if rumours are to be believed, um, that he'll, he, he'll find that he, he'll have some competition. But I still think he's going to be a name that in the when we play a back three that, that Moore will consistently pick just for his aerial presence and... Uh, well, the, the, that's our weakness, isn't it? And again, what we the two the two goals um, against uh, Peterborough illustrate we're still struggling in that department now with the the aerial presses. Yeah, and watching the first half, I felt that we needed somebody in the middle to just put the foot on the ball and and just settle Definitely. things down. And I think we found that in George Byers bringing him on, Blair. Do you think? He should well. I think we'd all agree that he should have started the game. Do you think he should be playing a greater role than what he has done so far this season? Yeah, well, I can't remember who mentioned it on the pod on the first pod. It might have been Simon, who basically said that he was worried with how many good players we've got in midfield now because you know Moore's always going to want to change it or feel like he's going to change it. And I think I don't think Byers has played well at the start of the season, but then. When he when he didn't start against Charlton, it really we really missed him, didn't we? So when he came on, it it did show what he's worth. So maybe it's working in the sense, but I've been dropped. So when he, when he got when he got his chance to come back on, he really proved himself. But he has to start for this for us every week. So yeah, he did change it, and I thought Bakerson. I, I really like the look of Bakerson. Is it Bakerson or Bakerson? I don't know, but I really like the look of him. But how do you fit all? How do you fit them all in? And Adenaran, you know, missing for seven months and. God, he proved on against Sunderland like what what we missed, and if we had him for the last part of last season, who knows what could have happened? Because he really brings that energy. The best thing about it is we own them all. There's not one lone player is in in the midfield. Like they're all ours, and they're all of a good age. So it, it's exciting. The thing for me, and I know we'll, we 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 we're going to talk team selection. We're going to talk sort of reaction from support, and you know get to that. The thing that frustrates me is that two o'clock or six forty-five or whatever time the, the the team gets dropped, there's always going to be somebody that wants to go. What the fuck's he doing? Oh yeah, why, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Why ain't he starting? Yeah. Why do you pick that selection? Why not got <laughs> yeah. him? Why do you not put, done that? Why do you not put that? It, 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 it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And we're sitting here now and we go right. We've got this player. We, we, you can list them: Adenaran, Bakinson, uh, Delabashiru, Bannon, Bannon, Byers. Uh, Volks. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can go and go and go with all these players that can play in there. Potentially within that, don't know what he's thinking is around Smith, Gregory, and Windass. You know, you know, we're, we, we, we're going to keep looking. There's six, seven, if not eight players that can play in that midfield, and yet we're still talking about we need this and we haven't got that and we need the other. And there's there's other players in other positions that you know people are saying we need to get another player in here we need to get another player in there whatever side Darren Moore puts out at the moment there's always going to be somebody that's complaining and moaning why is he not putting him in why is he not well, against Portsmouth him? against Portsmouth the guy behind me would just all he could say was Reese James needs to be playing why is he not started Reese James Reese James Reese James he kept us and it's like I, I feel like turning around going we've not even seen him <laughs> The thing is, whatever happens, you're going to do that and you're going to get people that say that and think that. And the, the, the problem is, it's so, 
it's so difficult to, to try and get all these players in. But, the, you know, Moore gets hammered for whatever tactical decisions, for whatever substitutions he makes. Um, he didn't respond the other night, which we'll get on to, or whether we thought he did or he didn't. And I've got strong opinions on that. Um, the fact of the matter is we have to put 11 players on the pitch. Darren Moore has built or he's in the process of building a squad that is very, very competitive. I don't think anybody anybody can argue that his recruitment is more often than not absolutely bang on. Yeah, you're going to get some misfires. Over the last two, three transfer windows, he must have signed 20-odd players. If you're going to sign 20 players, four or five of those players aren't going to work. If somebody turns around and says, we're going to sign 20 players, 15 of them are going to be absolutely bang on. You're going to take it. You're going to absolutely take it. And the players that he has signed that haven't worked out largely um, are players that before the fact you, you would have signed anyway. And I'd go back to Lewis Wing. Mm-hmm. Every single person, every single Wednesday fan, every single person in the championship or league one last year, if we could have had Lewis Wing, you'd have took him. You'd have absolutely took him. It didn't work out. But that's great recruitment. The fact that it didn't work out isn't an issue with the recruitment at the time. It's, it, you know, the fact that he, he's, he's, he's realised that it's not worked out and then moved him on and brought buyers in, I think he's absolutely bang on and testament to his knowledge of the players that he's got in front of him. I think he's, you know... <laughs> It's a bit of a tangent. I'm having a bit of a moan and a complaint in the middle of something else. But the fact that um, we've got all of these players is absolutely brilliant. I don't give a shit, to be honest with you, starts in middle at middle part, because we've got six, seven players that are all capable. If he puts, um, I don't know, if he puts a Denner in on, on Saturday, absolutely fine. If he drops Della Bashiro out, absolutely fine. If he puts Byers back in, not a problem at all, because I know that I would trust, having seen Bakenson over the last two, three games, I would trust any one of those three or any any selection that he puts in, I've got no problem with, with whatsoever. Uh, the fact that we've got p- people that come out on Twitter, social media and go, why is he not included in? Why is he not included in? He shouldn't be included in. He shouldn't be playing him. We're talking about slating Will Volks. Why? All right, he's not done he, he's not done as much as, uh, as the other lads, but he's still a quality player at this level and he's still a great addition to the squad. He's not fully fit either, so. Yeah, there's fitness. And, and and also, we had this last season, didn't we, with Marvin Johnson? Because we were short at the back. He had to play left centre-half, didn't he? And he was getting pelters from certain sections of, of the fan base. But he ended up being the most improved player in recent memory that I can remember playing for Wednesday, Marvin Johnson. So, you know, he's, he's still very early days. You've got to let players adapt and uh, uh, fit into the new system. I mean, Volks has come in from Rotherham. They might not play the different system to what we did and, and and so he's got to adapt to the, the tactics and obviously we're carrying a bit of a knocking pre-season so he's not fully fit um, match fit should we say so you know um, it, it's just too early to make judgement really both on both on players and manager this so early in the season unless there's something diabolically wrong I, I don't quite understand it at times so let's on that move out the Peter, Peterborough game because we, we pretty much have already <laughs> I, th- I think is it just me and Stevie that that were there at the game? Yeah. It, it it was probably a completely different feeling being at the game to not being at the game and watching it probably on iFollow, listening to it on the radio, or just keeping up with it on Twitter. Just as I say that, we have just signed Mark McGuinness. They've just announced it. Uh, oh, well, yeah, and none of you got my puns earlier on the on the on the text chat when I said it'll <laughs> take some time to settle. Nobody came back and like said, Whoa. Uh, "I get it now." <laughs> Funny Funny laugh. Laugh. <laughs> I missed out on that. Right, we'll we'll move on to that. <laughs> <laughs> on Peter, I didn't say it was funny. It's a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> the start, Stevie. I thought we're good. I ca- I can't complain. I, I don't think the we we mentioned team selection. They obviously changed a bit. Dropped Banning out. I think the. He'd said that he'd had a bit of heat stroke, which ain't surprising. We're a ginger Scotsman being out in the sun all all, all day up against Charlton. Um, I don't think that's too surprising. Obviously, dropped Dele Bashiro out as well. But like you've already mentioned, you're replacing them with quality players that you're still trusting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a as I said to my to my point previously, it's a squad game. Um, the 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 best team won't get promoted. The best squad will. Um, I know that there's a clamour for for certain players, and you've got to inverted commas. You've got to include your most attacking threats. You've got to include this player and that player and the other player. Um, I was surprised that he put Patterson in. 
Um, he, he, he retained him in the starting eleven. Um, there has to be some sort of thought process around that. I don't know what it is. Um, it was good to see Gregory back in. I thought Gregory was outstanding um, the other night, by the way. Um, I thought it was really, really good. Um, James, I was a little bit surprised to see him going in there. Um, I don't know what was was going on with Hunt, but you know the. I know there was a a, a few sort of question marks raised at the uh, at the team selection, but as you said, the, the the game kicked off. It was a little bit frenetic, if you like, for the first sort of five ten minutes or so. But once the game settled um, and we were able to get our foot on the ball, I thought we were we were comfortably the better side. I'll say it. Um, I've said it on Twitter. I've said it, in, in, you know, privately. Um, I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that we come away with at least a point on Tuesday night if if, if James don't get set off, uh, sent off. Um, I thought we were class at, at, at times for the first 20, 25 minutes or once we'd settled that, that point up until uh, James got the red card. Um, it felt like, you know, we were, we were at that moment, we were right on top of the game and, you know, the, there was only going to be one winner. Um, we, we, we seemed to control it, you know, Stockdale for for he's come on in leaps and bounds. We talk about most improved players, and I'm not sure that a, a, a player has changed the opinion of so many um, people in the stands from week one to week two, and then going on to to where we are now. He's absolutely turned everybody's opinion around. Uh, he? He's it, class. It, it's not um, turned my right. As soon as I saw him in the the friendly um, the yeah. Hillsborough. I, th- I think I say it in the chat, he will be the most important signing that we've made all summer. Yeah, now, and, I, and, I the, and I was the most, probably the most against him coming in because I, I couldn't stand the bloke. I couldn't stand him, how we were wasting time for weeks. It's all right, it's on your side, isn't it? Let's be honest. But mm-hmm. I couldn't stand him. And watching him and just how Darren Moore wants us to play is perfect. He, there's not been a goalkeeper that can clip it to his full backs or, or put, put it in an area within six foot. We've, we've not had that probably since Emmy Martin has, to be honest, someone that can do that. And without that, we're wanting to play that is, is perfect. You know, the, the, the thing for me is, uh, just on that point, if we had, I'll say, if we've got Dawson in there, if we'd had uh, Peacock Fowl in there last season, I'd argue potentially even Kieran Westwood going in there. You That, that back three, as it seems to be, the Hickway, uh, Hennigan and another, whether that be Palmer or James or whoever else is slotting in there, um, McGuinness, who's going to be coming in, um, or I author, whoever it is that's going in as that third centre half with a different goalkeeper behind them, they can't play the way that they play. There's a confidence yeah. and assurance around them because they've got Stockdale behind them. Um, and I think that's that's really, really important because with best will in the world, I'll call it whether whether he goes on and plays. 40 games for us this season and ends up being player at year. Ben Hennigan is not a ball playing centre half, but he goes and looks for the ball off um, off Stockdale. He goes and pumps it out to a Hickey on the right, maybe uh, more often than not, or as it was in the first sort of half hour, James on the left hand side. He'll he'll be that pivot that can go and play out the back three. Um, the triangles that we play. It's ironic actually that if you watch Man United play against Brentford, they try to do exactly what we're doing they try and play exactly the same way that we play and I get that there's levels to this but we're talking about Harry Maguire getting the ball off David De Gea the other day and getting stripped of it and you know it going straight back down the other end and then you know them going and scoring that second goal we play like that at the moment but there's a, a confidence and a you know we feel it in the stand that it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking I don't think think that that transmits through from the back at the moment and I think that's something that um, can only be attributed to Stockdale's addition to the squad That was something that I again I said before that bringing him in the, the confidence uh, and like I say it doesn't transmit to it he doesn't give a toss what people think of him and if people go get on his back if Cop's going to get on his back three, four thousand behind him for, for try to play out front back for, which, which happened against Charlton he just kept doing it. He ain't bothered. Whereas Dawson, Peacock, Farrell, any of them that have sort of come before, crumble under that. But partly because he's 37, he's at the end of his career, he ain't really got anything to lose. That, that's part That's part of that as well. But I just think he's, he's going to be majorly important for how we're going to be playing throughout the season. But let's talk the red card, Blair. What did you think on it? I mean, fucking hell, it was unnecessary, wasn't it? Like... It was in their half. Mm. It, it was no threat. 
you know, I mean, they were on the, they were on the break and nothing, weren't it? He, I just, he just went full Woodstock 99, didn't he? It was absolutely just flew into him. And that, it was a clear red. I mean, people were saying how it's never a red. Um, it was because he just, his foot was out. Yeah, he didn't catch him full on, but it was out of control when he flew in recklessly, didn't he? And for, for, me, it one, for me, it was one of them that now anyone could make that tackle at any point of the game. It's just, it's one of them where you've gone in to try and get the ball and he's nicked it in front of him. And he, he's, he's full yeah. high. I don't know whether he actually catches him. I'm not seeing it clearly. You know, I'm not, not really paid it much attention to it. But the the problem for me is that five minutes later, John, they put a tackle in that's not not the same tackle, but it's not too dissimilar in terms of... It's over the, it's over the ankle, or, isn't it? Or, or whatever you want to, to say. And I, Personally, I don't think either should be red card. But if you're going to give one... You've got to give the other yeah. what you think, John. I know the tackle you're referring to, uh, Ben, yeah, and uh, it, he, he goes, it looks two-footed as well, doesn't it? He slides in with, with two feet, albeit on the front of the player, so I don't know if that's given him a bit of leeway with the referee rather than going through the back of someone. But, uh, yeah, I, we've had a bit of that this season, it seems, a bit of inconsistency with um, the um, awarding of yellow yellow cards and red cards in some some of the opposition that we've played it doesn't seem to be a fair crack at a whip from the referee it's like well if you're going to send uh reese james off for that and this guy doesn't even get a yellow card i mean what's that about you know um do i think it reese james was a red in today's game yes it is but i've also seen him not given um so I don't know. You you play a bit of Russian roulette sometimes with these referees. You don't know what, you, what what's going to happen. Uh, but obviously, um, yeah, their player didn't get anything, and, and our game plan torn to shreds in it with Reese going off uh, like he did there in the first half. Apparently, he was really remorseful in the dressing room, apologised to all the teammates um, for letting them down, uh, changed the course of the game for us, didn't it? And uh, we were pretty well. Second half, we're towards the latter stages. Once they got the goal, the goal we were sort of on the back foot. The, the race was kind of run, wasn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, and there's been a lot made of the substitution that come shortly after the red card. Steve, it over to you. It's a good job Simon's not here because in the group chat, still, I don't know whether Steve were going to be fucking Simon or having him or what. It was <laughs> too, but I don't know what we're going to be. It's a good job that we're not recording this in person. <laughs> as soon as I sent it, I thought, "Oh, I've missed a word out there." <laughs> that, that didn't that didn't come across as I meant it to. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 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 general feeling is that um, it, it's madness, and we'll we'll talk about the bias Smith stuff just on the the, the substitution in general. Um, it had to be. I'll, I'll say it. It had to be either Byers or Bolt. It did. Um, he couldn't take, I don't think he, he, he made absolutely the right call leaving Patterson on the pitch. Um, we, 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 we stuck with three at the back. Uh, we had to obviously keep our wing backs in there. It had to be one of those two in the midfield. I don't think Bakinson, from what I'd seen, was quite the right fit for being substituted. It had to be Volks or Byers. So, you know, the, the general consensus is that why, why, is he, why has he left Patterson on, uh, taking Byers off his madness, blah, 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 blah. Um, I get that. I get the fact that people are frustrated that Bayers has gone off. I, I, I get it. Um, but a lot of the people that have, have said that was like, what the bloody hell is he doing leaving Patterson on the pitch? If you think about it, he had to play three at the back. Um, so, he's, you know, he's, he's getting after the game. I feel that Darren Moore thought on Tuesday at that point, even with 10 men, we were still in with a chance of getting something out of the game. I do. I, I think that was the, the thought process. Um, so what does he do? He's, he's, he's going to have to, um, you know, make that change. If he, if he takes Patterson off um, for Iorfa, um, it leaves us playing three at the back with two wing backs, uh, that midfield, and then an absolute chasm between the rest of the team and Lee Gregory. I think Patterson playing as what I've said to a couple of mates is, is effectively a false 10, isn't it? Where he's the link between the midfield and, and the striker. Um he had to do it. He had to stay on there. I thought Patterson actually played quite well the other night. It was one of one, one of his better games. Um, you know, I, I've got no sort of argument with him leaving um, Patterson on the pitch and taking and taking Byers off. Um, possibly, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind him taking Volks off instead. But 
you know, generally speaking, it, it, it was the right call for me. I think it would have been a different argument had he brought Windass on earlier for Patterson. I think the, the question is with pe- people watching, and I thought the same to me, and I agree that it would probably were Patterson's better games, but, and I like him, and I, I have tried to stick up for him, but I just don't think that he offers enough. And I, I see why I left him on, because as you say, if he takes Patterson off, despite how well Gregory can lead line himself, there's a massive gap. So we, the, it wasn't like we had a Deli Bashiru on that's a box-to-box midfielder. We got Backinson, Volks, Byers, all of whom are sort of not necessarily defensive-minded because you've got Byers there, but the, none of them are sort of out-and-out, box-to-box or attacking-minded. They're, They're midfield midfielders yeah. that are going to play in that middle third, aren't they? That's yeah. that's the thing. You're not going to get that Deli Bashiru break into... You know, to to support necessarily like like you're going to get Bakinson, Backinson, Tyreek. He might end up being that player once 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 we figure it out. He might end up being the player that goes and moves into that sort of position. But for me, yeah, no no problem with that. No problem at all. And then with the substitution come that incident. Um, I made my thoughts clear. I think Jamie Smith were just daft to be honest. Um, you've got a player who's not started on Saturday when probably deserved to and only got 45 minutes or less. I can't remember if we brought him on at half-time or just after. Um, finally gets his chance. Bannon's not playing. He's He's got his chance to be that main man in midfield. Gets taken off after just, just over half an hour, John. He's going to be annoyed, isn't he? Of course he is. Football's an emotional game. He's frustrated. Like you say, he's got his opportunity with Bannon not there and, um, you know, an enforced change because of this red card. So it's a tactical change. He's he's coming off, he's upset. You know, you see players come off, kick a water bottle, storm down the tunnel. Most managers or, you know, sideline uh, staff just, just leave him, let him cool off. He'll come round, you know, don't, don't inflame the situation. Um, I think Smith probably did that, didn't he, James Smith, with his uh, uh, reaction to the, to the hand slap. Um and you know, caught on camera as well, uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, I, I think they've since made up. There's been some pictures come out to training grounds this morning, I believe. Um, don't know if it's a bit of a PR stunt, a uh, bit of kissing makeup or whatever, but uh, yeah, I think sometimes with players when they're coming off like that, they're obviously pissed off. Just just let them cool off. They, they might go straight down the tunnel, they might just go up and sit back on the bench. Um, Give him, give him some some time to cool off, and then explain some later. You know, I know you, I know you pissed off that you had to come off through tactics. It, it should happen at half time. It's as simple as that. There's ten minutes yeah. time, and but I don't know what you think, Blair. But it, it, the 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 picture today to me just it doesn't really do anything for me. I just think it's a bit cringy again. It, it's it, you're putting it out in front of everybody when it just should be behind closed doors to me. Yeah, I I agree with you, and he probably won't start on Saturday, so. It, probably, it, it means nothing. Um, but going back to the game, I mean, we have the glorious thing of hindsight, don't we? We can say, like, we should have brought Delhi Bashiru on because against MK Dons, he played, like, almost a striker. So he could have took Patterson off of him and he could, could have done both jobs, like he did at MK Dons. But uh, it's been and gone now. It's four, point, four games, seven points. I did a bit of maths. Might be wrong. But if he gets if he gets seven points every four games to the end of the season, that's eighty points will be on, I think. Not top and two, is it? It's playoffs. That's not yeah. top two, so it's not good enough still. So something's got to give because top two is the is. I mean, if end of the day, if go up, go up via via the playoffs is better than going up top two, isn't it? But this season, it's top two or bust, isn't it? I do go back to what I said at the start of the season that you look at the fi- the fixture list and if we're I still say if we're top six by mid-October, start of October, whenever this this run of team... I mean, look look who we play. I know MK Dons aren't what they were last season, but looking at it, you just said MK Dons were going to be a tough game. Not necessarily what's how it's panned out, but then you've got you've had Portsmouth, you've had Peterborough, you've had Charlton who were looking good and, and look like they're going to be a top... Bolton eight. Saturday. Bolton Saturday were, were going to be what you think top six. It's a massive game Saturday. Because if we, if we lose that... Moore's under real pressure already. Um, like it or not, he will. But he, 
It will, it will be. It will, it will be. be because there's, so, there's good teams in this division now. You've got Ipswich, you've got Derby, you've got Bolton. Where's, where's the pressure coming from? Well, the, the fans. fans. Yeah. Right there, wrong way. Right so, it's not, he's not under pressure. He's, he's going to be disliked even more than he already is by people sitting behind keyboards and on screens. Sorry, that's, that's a fact. Um, if you look at it, the, 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 <laughs> I'm not just saying this to wind people up. He cannot possibly be under pressure after five games. Um, he can't because worst case scenario, we'll be sat mid-table. Um, we've got After that, we've got Forest Green coming up. We win Forest Green. We'll be back where we are at the moment. You know, it is where it is. As long as we're in touch by November, December time, absolutely fine. And I'm a, I'm a more fan. I do like him, and I I get that people don't like the fact that um, he makes a, the substitutions that he makes. The the you know he 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 brings players in or he leaves players out, and um, you know he he doesn't make things. He doesn't do things at the right time. He doesn't do things to people's agreement. Uh, we concede too many goals from set pieces, and it all sits with Darren Moore. You know, ultimately, he's the manager of the club. But anybody with half a brain will understand that Jamie Smith's in there. Uh, we, we've got a coaching staff that um, are responsible for certain elements of that, you know, of, of the day-to-day stuff. Um, with the best one in the world, Darren Moore is not coaching the goalkeepers. Darren Moore is not there taking an absolute lead on on set pieces that we're defending. He's delegating that to other people. You can argue to that point that, you know, the lads that he's got in, the coaches that he's got in, and he will be hands-on and he will have that sort of, element of conversation with people and be making sure that what they're doing right and he might even model it for them and say this is what I want you to do but at a football club a professional football club it isn't one person doing everything you know it's it's a it's a coaching team it's a coaching body he came in with Paul Williams Paul Williams has gone he's had to replace him he's replaced him for a reason because he needs people in and around the club from my point of view um, if we don't go up this season he will go he has to go absolutely has to go but I've got no complaints. If we're sat March, April time, two points out outside the playoffs, you've got to stick with him. You've got to stick with him because he's brought the players in. He's got that, 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 that team working. Um, we aren't going to win this league at a procession, a procession. Nobody is. Nobody's going to win the league by 30, 40 points. It won't happen. It doesn't exist in League One anymore. It doesn't happen. You know, if we're in and around and, and, and having that, we're in the conversation come Easter time, absolutely fine. He has to get us up this year. He does. But after five games to say he's under real, real pressure is a nonsense because we get rid of him. Who do we bring in? Who's going to get that team to gel? If Fudge were in the city. I was just about to say, it's not my problem. (laughs) I don't care. Liam Liam Manning. There you go. (laughs) What? What's he doing? Playing pretty football, MK Dons. (laughs) <laughs> Ian Holloway that always comes around doesn't it every, yeah. every two years Ian Holloway oh Warnock <laughs> get Warnock back <laughs> Gary Megson let's get Gary Megson back in this come to Megson it's a nonsense just, just I was, um, just, just, I was just, gonna, um, go on just on Megson <laughs> we, we were we were in this position not 11 years ago whatever we were we got Gary Megson in playing football that we're nowhere near as good as what we're playing now and we we went up in the end, but I was I was probably too young to to be able to grasp the sort of feeling when we were sort of losing five one to Stevenage that season and losing at home to Stevenage and losing to Bell. <laughs> was, was the same sort of. I don't whether I don't know whether age is too strong, but it does feel a bit like that was Darren Moore. Twitter, Twitter wasn't Twitter wasn't as prominent as it is yeah. now, if that makes sense. So like but, you, but, you didn't immediately social go media wasn't, was it? Mm. Do, do you think that's then part of the whole pressure thing that we're on about? Because we, the, the the team that Megson had were no better and we played shite football in comparison <sighs> to what we're playing now. Yeah. Um, when and Megson didn't have us in the top two, and we at, at one point we weren't really in touching distance. We all know that. When Megson got sacked, everybody were up in arms. If Darren Moore were in that same position, would they be up in arms at him being sacked? No, no. no. But why? Why not? Why not? Because I, I don't. That's that's the thing that I don't. Because I, to, I, to 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 Blair's point, 
you know, we're, we're now in a world where when I think I looked the other day, Wednesday you've got 350 odd thousand followers on Twitter, which means that there are people that are plumbed into that. If you if you half that to people that actually engage with it, we're talking over a hundred thousand people will sit behind a keyboard or sit on the phones or whatever medium that, that, that they're going to use, and they will argue that they know what's best for this club, they know what's going on, they know what they should be doing, they know what's happening. I'm telling you now, I I'm a fan. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm blessed to be on this podcast, to be able to offer an opinion, which, you know, sometimes I think I'm talking absolute bullshit. Sometimes I think, oh, I've got a real strong point here. But at the end of the day, I don't know what's going on at Hillsborough. You put me on the on, on the training pitch at Middlewood Road. I'm not going to be able to motivate Barry Bannon to play football. I'm not going to be able to turn Marvin Johnson into a left wing back, which is another point because he's been shit this season. You know, I'm not going to be able to get Stockdale playing out from the back and us playing triangles. I can't do it. And it doesn't matter if you're a UEFA B, UEFA A, pro licensed person. You can go in and say that we can do this and the other. At the end of the day, Darren Moore is paid a handsome amount of money to play to, to, to manage Sheffield Wednesday because he knows what he's doing. And people that say that he doesn't know what he's doing are people that are either managing Meadowall Sunday League or they're managing County Senior or they're playing at step six, step five, step six sort of standard. At best. At best. At best. <laughs> and all these people that are sitting in stand going, this is what he needs to be doing. If it were me, and what are you going to do? You're going to go in there and you're going to go, right, I'm going to give you a bollocking. I'm going to give you a roasting. I'm going to tell you, you need to do this. Get it forward. Blah, 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 blah. That's There's not- no outlet. Where's the outlet? <laughs> it don't work like that. So you've, you know, you've got to, you've got to temper everything with a little bit of logic and rationality, if that's a word, and, 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 and sen- being, being sensible about it. And I don't think, you know, in 2022, people that are, are talking about whether or not he's the right person for the job and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I love Fudge to bits, but he goes, it's not my problem. It's not his problem. He's absolutely right. It's not his problem to decide who goes in as the next manager. But if you, 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 you take a step back and you think about it, who realistically are we going to be able to get in? We're going to, we're going to take a punt on um, an ex-player. We're going to take a punt on somebody who's um, proven at this level, but hasn't necessarily got, got promotion. We haven't got... You know, we haven't got those tuna books to chuck about anymore. We can't, we, we can't do it. So, you know, is it not a case of saying, right, it's better the devil, you know, we've chopped and changed for what? Since, since Megson, we've chopped and changed seven, eight times in the last 10 years. At what point do we say, right, we need to put a pin in it and go, we trust this guy. And I know I'm contradicting myself because I've said previously, he has to get us out of the league. But if he doesn't get us out of the league this year, the end of the season is the time where we say, right, clean break, new manager comes in, he sweeps out all the players that, um, that that he doesn't want, he retains the players that he does want, he looks at bringing in a new coaching staff. If you do that in September, it's the biggest gamble in the world. It's an absolute, it's, it's a huge gamble. And you can't legislate for how Darren Moore's managed to get his team playing and then getting somebody else in and saying, right, I'm going to get them playing in the same way. You can't do it. Do you think he'll sign a left back? He has to. If you, look at, yeah. you look at our squad. If you look at our squad, um, playing a three-five-two. If you look at every position that we've got, Stockdale or Dawson, he's talked about getting a third goalkeeper in last week. We've got a, a, an abundance of quality in the middle of the park. It's, we've got the best midfield in the league, and nobody will tell me otherwise. It's a good, Lee, yeah, that's, it's a brilliant midfield. In, in Lee Gregory, we and, and Josh Windass and Michael Smith, we've got proven quality that will do a job up top. Um, Hennigan is turning heads. I've got my opinions on him. Jury's still out for me. He, he, he were fantastic uh, against Peterborough. He really, it was a couple of the, until the first goal. Yeah. I think Stevie's cut out a little yeah, bit. Up, up, up until up until the first goal, he, he was quality. Those chucking his body on the line, doing everything. You know, um, we've we've got a Hickwe. I, I like a Hickwe, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, one or two of the Rotherham lads going uh, supporters are going. Well, he, he's going to be a, a bit of a liability, and he's he'll make a mistake here, there, and everywhere. Um, for me, he's he's looked steady, better on the right than the left. But you know, our, our hands are tight. The only position in that, our squad at the moment that we're, we're struggling with is left wing back. Because if we drop Marvin Johnson, who's going in there? Reece James. Yeah, but he's got three game suspension now. <laughs> Reece James, but you look at it now. Has Reece James been signed as an LCB or has he been signed as a left wing back? Don't know. 
Well, it's quite short for an LCB, so it better be LP2 in that position if you're, you're going to play anyone. <laughs> I'll tell you that. To be honest, yeah, it, regardless of his eye, he looked competent there. He did against Sunderland, and, and up until the red card, he, he was slotting in perfectly. Again, he, balls coming into the box. You, you, we didn't have to really defend any in the first half and the second half. Let's get on to that, actually. We've conceded five goals this season and th- that left left back, left wing back, whatever you want to call it, that's a problem. Um, we just stop the crosses, don't we? We, we do. And it, it, you, you can slate I offer him, right, rightly so, for the Portsmouth game. Ennigan, like Johnson Clark, Harris peel away from him for the first goal um, on Tuesday night. But when you're getting so much time to, to whip that ball in, as we allow Portsmouth to, and as we allow Peterborough to, it, it's going to happen at some point. It, 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 there's going to be goals conceded, and people are, again, levelling it at Darren Moore. I'm sure they're working on it, because why wouldn't they be when we've only conceded five goals this season? And it's all been pretty much the same goal, John. What What do you think? Yeah, it keeps happening, Ben, doesn't it? Uh, it's just, um, you could even hear it, and I, I caught the Bob Staten commentary from BBC Radio Sheffield, and you can, and you can hear him say, it's another goal from a cross into the box, it's another headed goal, and I think they were saying it was like around you know five, six or seven times now, already this season, um, and Moore's not blind, he can see that, I and mean, he's like, rest of them can see what the, the players having far too much time and space, to not only put a crossing, but before that, they're allowed to trap it, put their head up, have a look who's coming in for the box, and, and then put a crossing. I mean, that's that you just can't have that at any level. You can't give people time and space to pick the pick the passes like that in uh, in the final third. That's that's where you've got to be you know, we've got to be more on it. So we, we we need we need to clamp down on that. And but the only way you do that, I mean, you can't obviously replicate games. But so what you do is you get them on the practice pitch and you just do it. You just repetition. You do it over and over again and mix it with different personnel as well. And you know. Um, <clears throat> Now this McGuinness has come in, maybe we'll tie it, tie it up with, uh, with with his marking as well for, for these situations. But like you say, it all comes down to uh, getting getting to that player uh, and shackling them and, and, and making sure they're not giving that time and space to put that ball in so easily like that. You've got to put more pressure on them. And that's down to the players. That's not down to Darren Moore when when, yeah, when they get on to that's a That's an individual's responsibility. And... Let's talk about Mark McGuinness. What, what what do we know? We know that he's played 30 games last season for, for Cardiff, 30-plus games. bit odd in that case why he's dropping down to League One, in my opinion. But he's, he's probably not exactly what we need as a right-footed centre-half. Ideally, we want a left-footed centre-half, but it's another centre-half. What, 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 what do we think, Blair? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, if you played 34 times for Cardiff last season, they didn't have a great season, but it's still decent, isn't it, for championship um, players coming out of League One. Ticks all the boxes, six foot four. Um, three goals last season as well, so he chips him in those. Uh, I think, hopefully, I think he could potentially go in the middle of the, of the three. I mean, this is all just off the top of my head. Obviously, maybe, maybe Hennigan, you, you would say, Gets a bit flustered, doesn't he? In a bit when he's receiving the ball, McGuinness might be better on the ball. I don't know. I've not seen this guy play on the spitball in it, but it can't be a bad thing getting another centre half in. And if it means not playing a five foot ten person at left centre back, then I'm all for it. Steve, what do you think? Um, just just before that, just one point to make on the goals that we've conceded, um, and it, it it could be totally an irrelevant point. Um, it's easy to get after that left-hand side as we look on, or the right wing as the opposition get in. But if you think about it, Marvin Johnson's played out there um, is effectively a converted winger slash midfield player that's playing left wing back, has to get up and down, um, isn't a natural defender, and he's much better going forwards than he is. I don't think anybody would argue he's a much better player going forwards than he is coming backwards. Um, in Marvin Johnson's defence. Um, I would have to say you have to strike a relationship with, if you're in that sort of position, with the person that is playing just inside of you. So I would expect to see, as a wing-back, I'd expect to see a centre-half who 
He's going to have my back and he's going to allow me to push on. He's going to know when they need to step out and step forwards a little bit um, when when I've bombed on. And that seems to be, I haven't had a chance to do it. I wanted to look back on all the goals that we've conceded, where, where the, the, the turnover came and how the ball's got out onto that sort of area and where the ball's been pumped in. Um, but if Marvin Johnson's not putting enough pressure on the ball or he's slightly out of position or whatever else, you're looking to him to have that little bit of support from the left centre half. Off the top of my head, I've not written it down, I've not looked up, but from memory, um, he's had Liam Palmer playing left centre half. He's had he's had four centre halves playing left side. Um, do you know what I mean? So in four games. Not, in four, not necessarily cutting him slack, but having an understanding as to where the issues lay and where the issues are a little bit. And I know there's been inherently it's meant that there's been a little bit of chopping and changing on the other side, but we're chopping and changing with Liam Palmer, Jack Hunt um, and Ehekwe, where he's a natural right-sided sort of defender. So I can understand to an extent that there may be, a, if there's a weak spot, you can see that that's maybe why there is a weak spot in our, our sort of setup when it comes to defending. That's not excusing what's happening because the goals that we've conceded, you concede those five goals, it's inexcusable because they're effectively the same ones. Um, Hennigan, um, he lost Clark Harris the other night, didn't he? Um, people will, you know, the, the harshest critics will point the finger for the second goal that I offer, uh, where the ball's been recycled and it's coming again. Um, Johnson, I, I think it was Johnson, actually ducked out the way of the cross. That cross should have been stopped at source before it gets into the air and it was recycled from a header that Hennigan pumped out. And to be fair to Hennigan, he's headed the ball 25, 30 yards, which is what I'd want my centre-half to do. Um McGuinness coming in, don't know enough about him, he's, you know, but he, he's done enough to be in and around the Arsenal setup, which is a tick. Uh, he's played 34 games for Cardiff last season, as we've talked about, massive tick. Right side of, uh, uh, sorry, a right footed player. We always talk about wanting that naturally left footed player. Um, if, he, if he's capable of going in there and saying, right, I'm going to shore things up on that left side by just saying, right, First and foremost, forget about playing out from the back. Those crosses that are coming in from that side for the next two, three months, anything that comes in, I'm going to fucking edit clear. I'm going to win my tackles. If I have to put it out for a corner or throw in 18, 20 yards out, that's what I'm going to do. If he's going to play on the left-hand side, if not, you'd think it's probably going to be either one or two from a Hickory or Palmer that are going to go in at left centre-half. Um, strengthening the back line can only be, or add additions to the back line can only be a positive. Um, I'd like to think he's going to come in. I don't think he's going to start on Saturday. I think that's going to be too soon for him. He's probably going to get some some minutes against Rochdale next Tuesday, you'd think, wouldn't you? If you go um, a goal behind on Saturday, you should have started. Yeah, that's been exactly my point all night tonight. You know, why has he not done this? We've got a goal down. Why has he not done that? You know, it's it, it's it's been an absolute pain in the arse for the last week and a half. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that he's signed. I'd like still like to see a, a left wing back come over the line. I think the noises out the club are talking about maybe getting another two players in potentially before the end of the transfer window. If we can do that, then it's over to you, Darren Moore. Get us out of the league. After that second round of the cup, when the Premier League squads get announced, loads will come available yeah. on loan and stuff. Because not many lower league teams are doing a lot of business at the moment so I think they're all waiting for them Premier League players to become available I think more about um, Leicester City outside the player they're, they're Premier League team so I mean I don't know what's going on there but um, it's good to see a little bit more focus on the homegrown market for Wednesday so I don't know if the recruitment you know has, has shifted focus a little bit because we I'm not saying we're not still looking abroad we probably do but, um, but we, we seem to be making more logical signings, I think, um, this season and, and, and parts of last season as well. Um, so getting a, bit, a few more sort of um, British players from the leagues that were, and from leagues above or the leagues that we're in now, I think has been a bit more um, a bit more sensible of us to do that. Um, now, McGuinness coming in might, might, might be a, a product of uh, Firmino going out, so we might have hand might have been forced I'm not sure we were going for another centre-half until that happened so um, and we all know that Darren Moore and DC had a had a recruitment meeting was it last week or 10 days ago something around that mark weren't we? so we've obviously got a short list um, and um, I forgot his name now, but there's, a, there's a, a recruitment guy for us now and he's quite he's quite clued up with stuff like that I think we've made some 
some logical signings uh, with, with his input. And uh, this McGuinness, like you said, I, I, none of us know what he's like, do we really? I think he was third choice at, or fourth choice centre-back at Cardiff, but he's played 30 games at championship level. I mean, that's good, like you said, that that, that, that ticks the box. Um, he's big, he's, he's, he's tall, so that'll, that'll stand us in good stead for the... Uh, uh, for the aerial stuff coming in and that, so um, yeah, I don't think he'll play against Bolton, like you say. I think it'd be too soon. So, but uh, definitely in contention for Rochdale. Okay, let's talk Bolton then. Um, massive game, obviously. They what? Are they they fourth, third or fourth? I think. Yeah, fourth one, versus eighth. Yeah. But one one point in front is it's all tight at the moment. Of course, we could could go top in some circumstances on Saturday. What what are his predictions at the finish off? I'll start with you, Steve. Uh, I'd take a point. I'd take a point. Um, my, my my worry is that your mate's going to score a winner in eighty fourth minute. Well, with, with, with it with his earrings in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they 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 they're a good side. They're a good setup. They're they're going to be strong at home. I I, I would convert controversially or conservatively. I'd, I'd take a point on Saturday. Um, they're the kind of games that at the end of the season you look back on and go, yeah. Um, that ideally you want a reaction, don't you? Um, I think if we go in there, put in a strong performance and win sort of by two or three goals, then um, the woes of Tuesday night will have been forgotten, won't they? But um, prediction. Um, Scrappy, scrappy, one all. Blair? I'll go 1-0 Wednesday. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't predict a loss, even though I could see it coming. I can see all three results coming, though. That's the problem. I can see his lose. I can see his draw. I can see his winning. So it's, it's like, so I'll just go 1-0 Wednesday. John? McGuinness. McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's... Uh... It's a tough one to try and bounce back from, isn't it, really, after after losing at Peterborough? It's, uh, I would have preferred a nice home fixture against uh, a perceived struggler, to be honest, but you get what you get, and so it's balling away. Um, improving side. Um, I think they, they showed that last season. They were they were getting up there, um, so they they sort of fighting their way back from a tough time. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game to bounce back from after Peterborough. Um, so I'm going to go for a... I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. Nil-nil. Um, I'm I'm not too far. I I I could have gone with any of them three, to be honest. I'll uh, I'll go one-one myself. Again, I, I think I think it'll be, I think it'll be frustrating on Saturday. And I think there'll be more more anger towards Darren Moore. It uh, it, cha- it changes. That's a given. It changes that he's going to make to the side. There, there, there will be anger at Darren Moore at two o'clock. Whatever whatever team he puts out, why is he not included? Because he can't play Bakinson, Bannon, Byers, uh, Delibashiri. <laughs> Adeneran. There's five players there. Before we talk about Volks, who is, generally speaking, not people's favourite, he's got to put three of those five in. He's going to leave two out, and that's going to piss people off. Whichever two he leaves out, he's going to piss somebody off. Um I'm already pissed off thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're, you're you're right. People people are going. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, his back three selection is going to be an issue. Um, he's he's going to play Liam Palmer, and that's going to be an issue for some people. Even though he's been best player this season, it's been solid. I mean, team selection is team selection. I think you can get frustrated when somebody's badly played out of position, like when we stuck Forestieri at left back that time. I can't remember which manager it were, but it Monk, Monk uh, or yeah. Lahuka, I don't know which one it was. That that would that would that would be disgraceful and should never happen. But you know, if you've got problem with fans, is we're all managers, aren't we? That's the problem. We're all managers. We'd all we'd all say what we think is our best team, who should play where, um, what subs we should make during a game, uh, agree or disagree who's coming on and who's been taken off. That's because you know we're fan and fan is short and fanatic. We all love the club and think that we. We know best. I mean, we don't, obviously, but we've all got these, you know, strong, passionate opinions about about Sheffield Wednesday, and we've been down here a long time now. And it comes out, and you know, it comes out on social media, gives it that platform to, uh, you know, manifest itself, doesn't it? And and when we, we we see it every week, like you said, like Steve said, you see it when the when the squad's announced. 
and then you see it at the full-time result. And, you know, that's not going to change now, is it? <laughs> this is the world we're living in, unfortunately. Does anybody have any other business before we wrap up? I don't think there's much this week. Not particularly. Is, is, is Michael Smith fit yet? No. He's not He's not playing against Bolton. I think I've seen that one. He's, uh, he's missed... What's that now? I think he's missed twice as many games for us in five weeks as he did for Rotherham in five years. Yeah. Standard. Yeah. It's we could that. literally sign a million dollar man, six million dollar man, and he'd be out for a week when at least, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's bizarre, but uh, yeah, but I'm it's just yeah. so frustrating. I want to see Smith so badly as well. Some of those passes that Johnson puts in look like Smith would eat them up, didn't it? But here we are still waiting. <laughs> and on that, bomb, <laughs> and on that yes, bombshell, I think it's about time to end. I think I think we managed to suck an hour out of that. It, it's not the most fun one. I don't think that we've done. Started off all right. Started off at started off with Sunderland and Charlton, and it all went downhill from there. So, yeah, we need a bounce back. Hopefully, hopefully, it's a bit more upbeat next week after we've after we've beaten Bolton. Hopefully, thanks for listening. See you next time. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.